Hi, this is Phil Kerner, the Tool and Die Guy, and welcome to a special edition of Tool Room Tuesday, sponsored by Industrial Sales right here in Erie, Pennsylvania, ismerie.com. This is a recorded interview I did on Monday, January 28, 2019, at uh, talkerie.com on the Joel Natale Show. And Joel has a program now uh, for three hours every day. He talks about things that are important to our community, the Erie community. On Tuesday, on Monday's program, it was all about the state of manufacturing in Erie, which I know you're not in Erie, but can go um, to a lot of cities, right? Uh, Erie's a good bellwether for that test. How is manufacturing in your city? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Um, I was a guest along with a fellow named uh, Mark Rose. He's the general manager of a big corporation here in Erie, the Lord Corporation. And uh, again, we're going to talk about the state of manufacturing. Joel has a little bit of a problem with pronouncing the tool and die guy correctly. I think I was the tool and die guy once. Most of the time I was a tool and guy die, but I'm not dead. I'm here. And uh, the program starts off with a phone call we took right at the beginning from a fellow who is um, very concerned that why would any bright kid get into manufacturing? If he's smart enough to do this stuff, he should get into a nice clean trade where he can work with his uh, brain and not his hands. But as we know on this program, if you've listened to me at all, uh, a true craftsman works with his, uh, his hands, his brain, and his heart. So again, this is my interview at TalkErie.com recorded on January 28th, 2019. I hope you enjoy it. So I have to be honest. Um, I'm skeptical about skeptical about a lot of things, but that one, kind of, you know, that seems like a hard nut to me. Secondly, if a kid has an aptitude for technology, with all due respect, why would they want a dirty job, or why would they want a less-paying job than they could get, you know, in a in a high-tech sector? If they really possess the aptitude. That's where they should gravitate to and, you know, really get rewarded for their gifts. What do you think? Something to talk about. We're going to we're going to have a conversation with two people that are in the know about this. Thank you for for calling in. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, some some valid points here as we talk about the state of manufacturing. um, You know, I've I've got we're going to tag team here because we've got two folks from two different parts of the manufacturing world. Uh, to my left is Mark Rose. He's the Erie plant manager for Lord Corporation. Hello, Mark. Good afternoon. So glad that you're here. And Phil Kerner, the tool and guy die. Uh, the tool and die guy. Yeah, yes, <laughs> How are you? Congratulations, too. This is awesome what you're doing. I, this I, is uh, I, the streaming part. This is the cherry <laughs> on the parfait. Good job. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you're, you're both here because... You kind of are probably speak the same language, and I'm like the communications guy on the on on the sidelines here. What is shocking to me is that uh, Erie still outperforms the the whole state as far as percentage of folks involved with manufacturing. Twenty percent of the county, uh, according to this statistic here, is in manufacturing versus eleven point five percent in all of Pennsylvania. So it's super important. So I'm going to start with you. Um, uh, Mark, what is the state of manufacturing in Erie County as you see it? I think the the state of manufacturing is growing. Uh, I think um, we've seen some industries uh, that have left, but we have many, many successful industries that continue to grow in Erie. And I think there's lots of opportunities for, uh, for new employees to join the workforce. There's opportunities for uh, new companies to move into the area. 
and uh, I, I think uh, the future is bright for manufacturing in Erie. Uh, Phil, how do you take that question? As you sit, you know, as you look at your your friends in manufacturing, where, where are we at in Erie County, especially? Well, let me, my opinion, okay. Um, first of all, you know, Lords is a, you know, one of those blue chip companies. Absolutely. In Erie. In fact, yeah. uh, we were talking out in the lobby about uh, you know, 1924, I believe you guys have been around since. Yeah, yes. It's an amazing story there. Yeah, and I, I love the story of the of the idea of Mr. Lord hearing the squeaks of the vehicle walking, driving past his house and said, I could probably come up with something to fix that. That's you know? exactly right. right. <laughs> it's amazing, you know. And, uh, of course, uh, the, the place I work at, industrial sales and manufacturing, and that's that's a, a, a eerie success story. Uh, just last uh, two years ago, they celebrated fifty years of business. Now, yeah. for somebody who starts a place today in manufacturing, you know, it's it's you're you're doing good to make it five years. You make it through mm. the first five years, you're you're on your way. So they made it through the ups and downs of the last fifty, as we've watched, uh, kind of eerie go. You know, up, up and, and down. down. Now, my specialty has always been my family specialty was the toll and die business, and that took a hit, a big hit. I was going to ask you, I, I, um, has that recovered from like that big dip in what fifteen years ago, or was it about around 15, the about, around the recession? About or? fifteen years ago, and um, I can trace it back to this. Everybody complains about NAFTA. Everyone's the yeah. scapegoat, right? Uh, within one year of uh, China being let into the World Trade Organization, I, I was done. I closed my doors because wow. I was in heavily in the toy business. And every one of those toy companies set up shop in China. Okay? So the big lament for me wasn't that I learned the wrong trade. Did I spend 30 years getting good at something uh, to pick the, the... Well, was I the last buggy whip maker right, right. when the car came in? I wasn't. They're still building um, dyes and molds, but they're just being built for 10 cents on the dollar. Gotcha. The Pacific, so. so that that's really the the key. Your your position at Lord though is in a different place because um, you know it, it is uh, you, you know there there are uh, there's a lot there with the uh, government that you deal with at, at a very high end um, you know de- defense contracting and so on. And we don't even I'm not going to ask you questions that you can't answer, <laughs> right, uh, Mr. Rose? Um, uh, but uh, the, the concept of, um, you know, that very high-level manufacturing, what kinds of jobs are available for, uh, can somebody just walk in with no training and, and get a job at Lord these days? Uh, to some degree. Uh, we have we have three plants in northwestern Pennsylvania. That's not always widely known. We have the one in Summit Township. That's our largest. We employ about 650 employees. We have a facility in Cambridge Springs. Uh, and have about 120 employees there. And then we have uh, a larger plant in Sagertown where we have uh, over 250 employees. And we all have uh, different types of products and different markets we serve. And that brings diversity uh, in in job needs and in skill needs. So, so what's uh, a job that's frequently available at Lord? So, of course, we all... We need maintenance employees. We need skilled uh, uh, machinists, um, those kind of skills. But many of our jobs, probably, in fact, most of our jobs are trained at Lord. So in Sagertown, we operate reactors to make our adhesives. And uh, you don't really go to school for that. But uh, there is a high degree of uh, capability required to run a reactor. Uh, In our ear facility, we run... Uh, large presses that uh, make our elastomer parts. 
We have a, a wide variety of equipment that we use to make our raw materials. And uh, many of those have uh, computerized controls. So there's a degree of technical skill required. And, uh, and so those are skills that we teach on the job. We're looking for attitude. We're looking for uh, individuals that can work in teams. We're looking for good communicators and people with mechanical aptitude that have the ability to learn. So character and some ability to learn. How about you, Phil, as, as far as when you talk about tool and die, especially uh, where you are now, uh, that, that's some high skill, some high advanced manufacturing going on at your, at your location. At, industrial at ISM, sales. absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, again, um, it's one of those rare uh, places, you know, a lot of, you know, start a machine shop, right? Yeah. And, and, the, and a lot of people make a lot of money and they're very successful with a with small machine shop. And, you know, these guys just kept going, you know, then it went to, they, they went from a CNC turning then they went from CNC mills. Then they had to go into power coating because they didn't like the power coating jobs they were getting. So then the assembly. So it's one of the few places, I mean, I've been in a lot of shops in my life and, uh, it's nice and clean. That's, yeah. That says a lot about the company. And the number of two thing I was is how many different uh, processes ISM can take care of because it's a one-stop shop for most of the stuff uh, that you would need done to a part. It's, it's, it's a custom jobber. For oh, yeah. And that's, and that's the challenge. Yeah. And um, uh, I often wondered what it would be like to work at a, a great place like Lord's where you, you are kind of in charge of your product. You, you guys make a product. We don't make a product. We, yeah. we The phone rings. You know, can you make that for me? Yesterday, so, yes, we did ten of them okay. yesterday. Okay. okay, so um, that's the challenge of a of a job shop. You know, it, it, you're always at the mercy sometimes of the anybody will do it cheaper. Yeah. There's always somebody will do it for ten cents cheaper, right? So it's those those relationships you have with your customers that you know the the Kowski family has spent half a century building, right? That still pay I, I think a lot of dividends, and of course they've invested the money in the ISO stuff. You know, and making, right. and that's a big the, the time and money quality. commitment, right? Can we talk uh, together? I want to talk about this concept that, um, you know, Erie is uh, more into manufacturing than, than the state average and the national average. Is that a good thing? Are we vulnerable? Do you, do you see growth potential as far as in jobs in manufacturing, uh, Mark Rose? I mean, uh, you know, I, I mean, Lord, from what I understand, you're on a real uh, high note these days as far as your contracts and the work that you're doing? Uh, we are. Uh, again, at all of our facilities, we are growing. Um, we had uh, a year of of close to 8% growth last year, um, and we look to be stronger again this year. Uh, I do think there are many opportunities in manufacturing, and, and I'll speak for myself as well as other manufacturing brethren when I say that, uh, that there is somewhat of a shortage uh, out there for skilled individuals to enter the manufacturing trades. And um, I, I do think it is an opportunity for young, interested individuals, both men and women, to um, enter a manufacturing-type job, uh, grow with a company, and make a very strong wage for themselves. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, we're, it, it could be back to some of the glory years of Erie with that advanced manufacturing. Don't you think, Phil, or... Well, you know, you got you to look a little bit at the glory years, okay? This, this, Maybe it, they weren't that glorious? Oh, no, they were glorious. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of money was made in this town, and yeah. especially in the tool and die industry in the 50s and 60s. You have Mark's Toys. I mean, right. everybody you know, could well, start Well, again, tool again shop, I talked you know? about my 90-year-old my mom right. who, was when she was in her 20s and mm -hmm. 30s, she was winding 
uh, motors at GE, uh, you know, well, let's, with 14,000 other people. Let's yeah. let's take a minute here, and you, as your caller mentioned, yeah. you know, about a, a smart kid with an aptitude for sure. mechanics. What's he going to do, right? Well, it, it's changed. Now, I was lucky enough when I came up in the late 70s and early 80s to learn the old ways we had to do stuff. Uh, you know, the old manual setups, the manual machines, cranking the handles, right? And then uh, by the mid-80s, late-80s, uh, the CNC equipment came in. Yep. And at first I balked. I thought I could still do it faster on the manual machine with John Henry and his hammer over there, right? And then I learned how to run a CNC machine. And I always kid people. I, if you knew how to do it the manual way and then you were handed this, it was like cheating. I mean, it was yeah. it was so much more. Uh, we found that in broadcasting. You, you know, know, it was if, uh, if you knew how to cut a piece of tape on a, on a splicing block, and now you had uh, computerized editing. I mean, it revolutionized these. Go ahead. I'm well, sorry. so yeah. not only do you get the work done faster, yeah, it's better. Sure. Okay. It's re the machines repeat. Now the glory days of running these manual machines. Uh, it's fun. To, you know, I get it. People see those old machines. They say, oh, I just want to run one of those. <laughs> you know? But uh, and there still are some uses for specialized manual machines. But the point is, a kid today can go into this trade, and it's not a dirty trade anymore. Uh, machines have conveyor belts taking the, the chips away. It's always, because uh, uh, I'm the apprentice supervisor where I work, so I, I meet a lot of kids. And it's fun to see who's got their lights on, and who doesn't, right? Mm -hmm. Now, they think they might be interested, but I always tell them, the trade's going to more and more to software and computer. The machines will do whatever you kind of tell them to do. You know, you used to just have the three-axis machines. Now they tilt five-axis, seven-axis machines. And it takes a, a good mechanical aptitude and a brain to do that. But what a great job. That's where that's where you want to get. And, you know, and I think you know, the, the guest that was on previous said something about college. You know, um, you don't need college to learn that. If your boss sees you have an aptitude and you're, you can get to work on time every day, and, yes, you don't mind getting your hands dirty and working hard, but – Learning that software now to, that can run four machines and just have one guy changing parts or whatever, yeah. that's 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 where we're going. That's the sweet spot. Yep. Um, um, Mark just, Rose. That's uh, my opinion. We'll talk talk about this this concept of the proximity effect. I think the kid uh, would have to uh, know, you know, to kind of see, hey, the possibilities of being able to, uh, you know, work at a place like Lord or work at a place like ISM where, um, you know, with by by like rubbing up against it you know getting getting Im immersed in the possibilities and some of the career pathways that are happening in our schools the, are you hopeful about some of the things that you're hearing about through the manufacturers and through what's happening in the community as far as kids are like maybe able to see more of the um of the uh, um all the different choices that they have you know, that could lead to a technical uh, career, like at a place like Lord. Yes. Um, I, I'm affiliated with the Manufacturers Association sure. as well. And uh, for the last several years, we've hosted National Manufacturing Day, mm -hmm. and uh, where uh, high school students uh, ranging, not only high school, but middle school students from 26 local school districts are invited up to the Civic Center. And we have many, many uh, guest dis uh, companies that display uh, their products, their capabilities, the type of work they do. And it's a great venue for younger students to get a feel for the kinds of careers that are out there for them. I think uh, the drive and the, the motivation that's, that school districts are providing for kids to be able to see the opportunities, uh, it's great. Uh, so they can make informed career decisions. 
Um, college is not for everyone. Uh, and again, uh, whether it's uh, a two-year uh, degree in a trade, uh, it could be a follow-on in a different trade school or uh, just applying your mechanical aptitude in a company that's willing to provide the training. There are a lot of jobs that are out there uh, for those individuals that, that really want to apply themselves. And again, uh, uh, from a 56-year-old man who's lived in Erie almost my whole life, to hear the words, there's a lot of jobs, just that statement alone, it has not been a part of our narrative for a long, long time. That's really turned probably in the last five to 10 years, wouldn't you say? Because because the, the baby boomers were hanging on for dear life. But now it's changed, and now there's kind of this critical need. Speak to that. And and. You know, we have uh, we have a very loyal workforce, a great workforce at Lord Corporation, but there reaches a point in time where individuals move on to retirement and we're looking to bring in individuals that that can develop those skills to to carry our business forward. And that's that's why I say uh, there are a lot of jobs. Some of them are replacing individuals that that are retiring and some are supporting the growth that comes along. And, And I think many other employees are in the same situation. Phil, you know, uh, we were we were saying that uh, there's the, the the high schools are really starting to expose the kids through career pathways and some of these specialty um, academies like the Engineering Academy at McDowell. Yeah. You know? uh, well, a couple things. Um, you know, I'm the apprentice supervisor at ISM, not a very not a very county, so I can right. see what comes my way. Yeah. I will tell you two schools right now that stand out. Uh, right now, McDowell High School, which is my alma mater, very proud of them right now. They've got a wonderful, uh, uh, some electives now that these kids can take. And uh, get them at least exposed to some things in manufacturing, some, uh, uh, maybe 3D printing, design, modeling, as I was discussing early, modeling up parts and then taking them right to the machine. That's where we're going, right? That's that's the holy grail. That's awesome. Then the other uh, school that seems to have an emphasis um, from my end is General McLean. Yes, yeah. And, uh, um, uh I've been shadowing uh, kids. They're coming out and spending a half a day with me now. So, and they're great kids. So that's been a lot of fun. So that, that I, that's encouraging. That's the first bright spot I've seen in a while because we all grew up with shop classes, mandatory in our, uh, uh, I believe in junior high school, I had a shop wow. class. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I still think the tech school is awesome. That's where I'm a graduate from the Erie County uh, tech school. But the, um, to have those basic uh, things for these kids to be exposed, it's not just, getting your hands dirty with chips and oil. It's, it's, it's a lot of technology now. It's pretty cool. And I, and I, I think we want to make sure it's clear that we're not just poo-pooing college. I mean, both of my kids uh, and my third one is in college, too, graduated. And one, you know, one's a mechanical engineer. And I'm sure Lords uh, ha- hires their, their uh, you know, pool of engineers every year to, to keep things going because things have to be designed. But it's, it's a pendulum that's swinging from a hard uh, need to just everybody has to go to college to back to, you know what, it's not for everyone. And, and the, the, the big concern is that the college debt where, where kids try it and they bomb out and then they have this debt and then they don't have a job either. And so uh, speak to that, uh, Mark Rose, you're you still need those those that uh, strong connection with the area universities, don't you? Certainly. Uh, there's lots of types of engineers that work in a manufacturing operation, whether it's manufacturing engineering, industrial engineering, mechanical engineers, quality engineers. So there's a, a, a need for technical uh, skills as well as 
the uh, more of the the hands-on technical skills. So uh, there's lots of uh, lots of other uh, areas like supply chain management that are involved in manufacturing that that um, kind of hide behind the scenes but are are critically important. Before I let you guys go, I want to ask about the community college. Would it be a benefit, as you see it, Phil? Is it a benefit to have uh, one more layer uh, to have that agile community college for skills? You know, I've I've really tried to do my research on that, and yeah. I have to give it the thumbs up. I think it, I think oh. it would be good. I, I don't I don't think any education we add is, could be a bad thing. And I think it, as you used to use the word uh, agile, yeah. Um, you know, ISM nimble small company town needs this kind of course for some people because we're getting a new product line wouldn't that be awesome you know just to have that direct connection i'm thinking that it could be off there but i like that i like that part of it yeah so i would imagine you're all in support of community college i I am uh erie is one of the areas that does not have uh a community college structure similar to other areas of the state although i will say we need to strike a balance with available assets in uh, other available programs to provide a curriculum that that will most need or most serve uh, the students in our area. But I, I think uh, secondary skills learned through a community college would be a, a benefit to... Uh, Does the manufacturers have an official opinion on the community college? Manufacturers Association of Business? I would say in general, we are support in support of it. Although uh, I, I will speak on behalf of Absolutely. Mark Rose. Absolutely, of Mark Rose, yes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. And and again, it's one of those things that is uh, part of the conversation as we rigorously deal with the the aspects of Erie's future. Where are we going as a community? Where are we going as a region? I want to thank you guys so much. Mark Rose, Erie Plant Manager of Lord Corporation. Phil. Uh, don't, Phil don't, don't even bother. Yeah, the, the tool and die guy. Thank Excellent. you so much for being on with me here on the Joel Natale Show. I wanted to hang, have uh, Phil Kerner hang over for just a minute here because, Phil, you have a great respect and knowledge of the history of manufacturing here in Erie. And I, I, was, I was blessed to be at a, a Jefferson Educational Society presentation by Judy Lynch. And it was astounding to hear the stories that, uh, of just one man with an idea like uh, Mr. Lord, mm-hmm. who, you know, who saw that, that vehicle mm-hmm. driving past. And it was squeaking, and they said, I could probably come up with a something th- that would uh, you know, stop that squeak. And, and your own family for 100 years has mm-hmm. been involved in manufacturing. So speak to that. It's, it's, it's a part of our fiber, isn't it, in Erie? I, I like to say it's uh, in our DNA here. Yeah. And uh, my wife is not from Erie, okay? So uh, uh, she moved here when she was 15 and then went off to college when she was 18. Now she's back now. But uh, the, she would, she asked me a lot of times about you know what was going on here why why the factories and it's a you know it's a beautiful thing here in the census in 1910 my grandfather was listed as a pattern maker it's kind of like a tool maker back then in, in 1910 at Parker White Metal which is amazing it's still there wow. right PHP now okay and um, you looked at the uh, you look at Erie and you see the people that came here the the, the immigrants the immigrants with the skills from the old world. They knew how to move metal, make metal. They're, they're smart guys, smart guys. And uh, a couple of years ago, we had to attend a, a funeral uh, a thing, uh, uh, viewing uh, on the east side, at Duska's east side, not the one in Wesleyville, Harbor Creek. So we, did, we came back through 26th Street, nice and slow. 
And Heidi had never been through 26th Street. And as she's looking, she's all these houses. You know, they're getting, some of them are getting tired now, right? I said, you have to remember, back in the 60s, these were beautiful houses. You had your two-story porch. Mind to rent it out the top, right? And off you went, to, off to Kohler Beer. Off you went to um, you know, all those shops that were downtown, the, the forges, uh, all those plants that were there. So I never want to be the old guy saying, you know, the get off my lawn thing. But I have to tell you, when your manufacturing base is strong, because I listen to your program every day, and I'll listen to it even better now that you're streaming. I think I mentioned that. <laughs> because I, 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 my corner of the shop is a little dead for FM sure. radio. So I'm listening to your program every day. And I'm listening to what Erie's go, where we're, where, where we're going to do next. What's next? And, you know, it's a missionary town. People send missionaries to Erie, PA. Yeah. I, I, I mean, your unfiltered response to that was amazing. It was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. How do we get here? When you lose all those factory jobs where these guys could just go to work every day, and if your kid needed a job in the summer, there was always a place to sweep the floor. And he might have an aptitude for it. And then the next year, maybe he gets to run a machine. And then maybe, you know, off we go. That's not just one place. There were hundreds of them. Yeah, my my friend who's a a, a doctor now uh, worked his way in summers at Hammer Mill pouring tar on the roof at the plants. Well, it's funny you I mentioned mean, doctors, though. You know, one of my things I love to say uh, uh, when I'm teaching is that uh, some people were just born to work with their hands. They were just born to work with their hands. But I take it one step further. The great satisfaction at the end of the day looking at something you just spent eight hours building and you know it's not just looks good it's precise it's done it's going to be great your boss is going to be happy this is what you do and i can tell you um uh, a total die guy site uh, that's where I, I do the lessons right you would be surprised how many members i have are doctors wow they think they, they're done and but dad was a tool maker or a machinist they got the tools when he died 50 years ago 40 years ago and they've always wanted to build something and they join up for lessons. And, of course, they always want to build something like a toy steam engine. Like, hey, Doc, slow down. <laughs> let's, let's, let's learn how to read a ruler here first, right? But it's very cool stuff. So there is great satisfaction uh, and personal satisfaction from building stuff. You know, in Erie, Pennsylvania, that is our soul. I believe that with all my heart. We are truly the maker city. We are. And when you lose that, what steps in? Now, yeah. I appreciate uh, you know the Lord Corporation's doing great, and there's and ISM's doing great. There's those pockets, and there's still room in manufacturing, but probably you know, the machines just took a lot of it away, yeah. you know. So, um, but if you like building stuff, if you're mechanically inclined, you know the trades just changed now. You know, there's always be room for talented tool and die makers, always, but just not as many of them. Yeah. But if you can manipulate software and you can think in 3D and draw this stuff up on a computer and then and then put this into into a program and put a block of machine uh, steel on that machine and watch it go, you're now now we're talking. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Thank you, Phil Kern, for giving us that that perspective. So that's it from here, Dateline, Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, recorded on January twenty eighth, two thousand nineteen. Sponsored by Industrial Sales and Manufacturing in Erie, Pennsylvania. ismerie.com. You know, uh, if you get a chance, send them a little note. Just uh, hit the contact button and say, hey, listen, I really appreciate you uh, sponsoring Phil's program. And you listen to it. You know, one of the beautiful things, of course, about uh, the Internet is this goes all over the world. And you'd be surprised at the people who tune in and listen to the stuff we talk about here. So there's a lot more coming up. But that was the state of manufacturing in Erie, Pennsylvania. I am Phil Kerner, the tool and die guy, the guy and tool guy, the died, died, guy who died. A lot of stuff going on in the interview, but uh, again, a true craftsman 
works with his hands, his heart, his brain. That's what we do here. We promote the trades, and we'll see you and hear from you on the next program. Thanks for listening.